Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, Commanders fans? Welcome back. It's another week, another time to get together with my man B. Murph on the Believe in Commanders show. He's down there in Atlanta. You know I'm here in the Dallas, Texas area up in McKinney. B. Murph, what's going on, man? How are you? Not too much. I'm good. Uh, yeah, start of March. It's crazy, which means, you know, combine, which we'll get to. The draft is right around the corner. We've always said it. The NFL never stops, and certainly the Commanders never stop. A lot of news to talk about, but um, all things considered, I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, always good to yes. be talking to you. A lot of news for sure. Good news, bad news, uh, future prognostications that you can make, some some speculation that comes out there, some hopeful things going on as well. So there's a lot to cover, um, a lot to cover. And I could say, you know, I didn't bet on some of these things to be popping up. I can tell you that much. But uh, no. I know where you can do some betting. You can do it over there on Bet Online. You can go That's holler right. at them and, you know, run some numbers and uh, and and bet on the future uh, of the team. I think they're going to make the playoffs in 2023. So uh, if they had that bet on there, I think I would put that bet down. But Brian will tell you about bet online. Brian, let them know. Absolutely. Bet online. They bring you the show and we're so grateful for them. Uh, it remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs every season, any season from the NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB. All of that stuff, even esports. You always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. It features live betting, free contests. I know there's a March Madness one coming up. First place wins $75,000. So go check that out on Bet Online. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. Yes, indeed. Thanks to those folks over there at Bet Online. I'm over here pulling up. I'm trying to see the futures of the NFL bet. Maybe I can go ahead and get some great odds right now. Um, after the Eric Bieniemy hiring, you know, adding him as the assistant head coach and offensive coordinator, you know, the the offense got to be looking up. Um, right. Definitely going to be excited for what they can put on the field. There's a lot of work though. A lot of work. There's some, still some moving pieces going on. But let's start out with. Uh, let's start at the top. All the way at the top, one of the more controversial, you know, names and situations has been going on. Latest on Dan Snyder and, and a potential new ownership. A um, few weeks ago, maybe a week and a half or so ago, Dan Snyder was saying that maybe I won't sell the team. Maybe I won't. He was throwing that out there. Um, and now it's been fired back. There's a lot that has been dropped on him, um, especially coming from this investigation. Just so many things that have just kind of have negative connotations. They just don't look very good at all uh, around Dan Snyder and, and the and this Washington Commanders team. Yeah, it feels like you know the hiring of Eric, Eric Bieniemy, even though it was what like a week and a half ago or so. It feels like the negativity has just overtaken once again. And of course, it's surround it's surrounding Dan Snyder. And I think you're absolutely right. I think we talked about it off air. 
it, it seems like every time he hints that uh, maybe I'm not going to sell that somebody, whether it be the media, whether it be the NFL, whether it be the NFL via the media, drops a couple of things that just look absolutely terrible to 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 the point where I don't know how this guy can hold on any longer. And I feel like, and maybe maybe it's not a feel, maybe it's a hope, but I feel like that a sale is coming sooner rather than later. There's just too much going on. It's too much of a circus. I have to imagine that if they need to get involved, the NFL will, because this is such a bad look, especially uh, you know with the combine going on, with with the draft coming up, and a lot of the the biggest stories around the NFL are around the commanders and and the ownership and. Uh, everybody's got to be sick of it. I know you and I are, but uh, I just, it, it's just incredible. The, the amount of stuff that comes out, out continues to come out $55 million loan that his, his partners didn't know about mm. throwing the team logo on his, his plane to try to make a couple extra bucks for himself. Kind of using, I saw the term uh, using the team as a piggy bank. I mean, that's all just terrible stuff that yeah. you can't do. And you wouldn't expect, uh, uh, something as proud as the NFL to allow that to go on, but but here we are. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you figure, you know, that each individual team is is their own, you know, their own business, but you sure. still need to uh, represent the shield. I know that the the way that the NFL, you know, asks their players to represent the shield and and put, you know, a good good effort towards, you know, just being a good citizen, putting good things out there. You're gonna have to you get to the point where you're gonna have to make sure that your ownership does that as well. And this does not look good for Dan Snyder. I mean, the fifty-five million dollar loan that you know wasn't approved. And I mean, I think they said that was like a bank fraud thing. And I mean, that's a lot of money. Just oh my god, it's just so many things that are going on right now where it's just like, you know what? Hey, at this point, like I think the owners are gonna probably end up voting him out. They're, that's what that's probably what's gonna come down to. Uh, they're going to force him out and and get it on to somebody else because he's barred. Apparently, he's barred Jeff Bezos from uh, having a chance to bid on the team. And I, I don't know, you know, why he would bar Jeff Bezos. I'm not sure, but uh, I don't know. That's it's just so much going on where it's just like, golly, seriously. Yeah, just move on, man. I mean, it seems like uh, you know you would take the the biggest check that you could get, you know per se. And you know, that would come from Jeff Bezos. So I don't know why you would bar him, but I guess it has something to do with the Washington post and him feuding with them. And, but yeah, it's always something. It feels like to me that this is the, the NFL's last, uh, they're giving him his last chance to sell on his own terms before they get involved. And I know mm -hmm. I saw a report that, um, his ownership and his issues are on the docket for the next NFL owners meetings. Um, mm. So you know that it's coming up. You know that these guys are probably getting real sick of it. Like you said, it, it's not a good look for the NFL. And um, so I, I, I feel like, uh, you know, at, at some point you just got to sell it, move on and, and go from there. So we can hope that that that's what happens. Who knows who it's going to be? That's a whole different topic. You know, it feels like there's a new name that gets thrown in there all the time, whether it's Bezos, Josh Harris, uh, the Houston Rockets owner I heard was interested, but uh, no. just somebody just come in and, and, and swoop in and let's end this because it, it's it's embarrassing and we'll talk about it in a second i think it's it's made its way onto the field and onto the actual product it's not just a front office thing it's not just something that stays away from the team i think the, yeah. the ramifications have have gone down and trickled down to the entire team yeah fortunately so i mean i'll say this as a player you are um pretty much you're separated from 
from what's going on too far up in, into the ownership and front office stuff. You don't really have access to that, but it, it, it does not do you any good to have to answer those questions and just know that, you know, those things are going on. But frankly, a lot of these things do will impact you just, you know, uh, these recent grades uh, that were released, I guess it was like an NFLPA mm-hmm. uh, survey that kind of went along the line. Let me go pull them up here from a post that Grant Paulson had. There was one, two, three, four, five, six, about eight categories or so that they ranked these teams. Obviously, out of 32 teams in the NFL, uh, the category, treatment of families, they graded out as an F. Mm. tied for 29th and that was tied for last. So there was a few teams that were down there at the bottom treatment of families, food service and nutrition D plus tied for 18th weight room C plus tied for 22nd. Uh, I'm going to skip here. Training room F minus. I didn't know you could do F minus tied for 30th tied for last training staff. Got a D 31st locker room F minus 32nd team travel F minus 32nd. The one that got an A plus was the strength coaches. So shout out to Chad. Um, you know, I know, I know Chad, he's still there from he was when I was back there uh, in Washington, that first, uh, first go around. So that's bad, man. Yeah. That is bad. That's just, that is not good. And, and I can say I've recently was in the facility. Yeah. I was going to um, ask you your thoughts on some of those. Yeah, I could. I'll say this: like, it's an older facility. It's an older building. It's it's it does need to be redone. Um, like, frankly, when I got there, they didn't have a bubble. We didn't have a bubble. Um, they still had that you know turf field uh, from like I think from the '80s. You know, Mark Rippin and Daryl Green and then uh, John Riggins might have practiced on that turf field. Um, I think like the backdrop is is gorgeous, but. The building itself could definitely use an uplift, and they but they have done some changes. Uh, but whenever you look at a lot of organizations that have you know have had, I mean, the Cowboys have the star, and they got a whole entire new, you know, brand new billion dollar stadium. Plus, the star uh, is a gorgeous facility in Frisco, and they have Cowboys headquarters over there, so you know that place is top of the line. Um, I'm thinking about when I was down in Miami, they shared theirs with uh, Noah Southeastern University, but they still have a nice facility. Um, shoot, you're looking at the Cleveland Browns. I was up in that building for a little bit and they have a pretty nice facility, you know. So there are you, you, there's some room, room for improvement. Um, sure. I, I, I question, you know, like the training staff. I feel like that may be tied to, um, I mean, just the kind of the history of 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 what's been going on. And, you know, obviously Trent Williams getting out of Washington due to the, the training staff and the treatment of his uh, treatment of his injuries and, and the like. So um, it is, it's, it sucks to see those, uh, those grades. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I can say, I will say like the food and the food side of it, that's been uplifted. And, but I guess, I mean, I guess that there may be some much better chefs and, and you know, food going on in other organizations, but it's very upsetting to see those grades. Um, and, and that does come as a direct correlation from, from the top. It comes from the top. I mean, how, how you treat your, your families of your players, how you treat former players. Um, that's a decision that has to be made from up top. And I mean, I, I, I think that when I did visit over Christmas, um, I mentioned, I said, I don't think that in the past it, that we would have been able to come up here and take a tour just so easily, you know, and mm-hmm. 
Um, and that was, and they agreed with me on that. So there's been improvement, but obviously there's a lot more areas where they can improve and they can get better. Yeah. It, and it made me think about how you had just been there and, and thought that things definitely look better. And that, that's kind of that that's great that it has gotten better. I think Jason Wright's played a big part of that. I think they made some some really good moves in the last couple of years, but it makes you wonder how bad it was, you know, even a year or two ago before some of those changes were implemented. So, yeah, yeah it is sad to see. And I, I think it, it does go back to Dan Snyder. You know, if he's that much in a hole where he's taking out a fifty five million dollar loan that nobody knows about. And I heard somewhere that he, he might have a billion dollars in debt. I mean, of course your, your facilities and everything, uh, you know, it's not just going to stay in the, in the front office. It's going to trickle its way down. And I, I really think that this is a direct impact of that. And it's sad to see because, uh, you know, it's a, it's a proud franchise and, uh, you know, there are some good guys in that building. So, um, it just, it, it just goes back to the, the ownership needs to change. They need somebody in there that, that will do things the right way and get things done and, uh, put money into places that they need to put money in and, and maybe get money out of places where that the money doesn't need to be at. But yeah. yeah, that was pretty jarring to see. Um, you know, ranking bad is one thing, but to be dead last, I mean, that, that is, mm. that's, that's pretty bad. Mm. I, I want to see the rest of the rankings. I would love to see just like every, everything else. Uh, just just for that reason just to just to know you know what i mean well i've seen a couple of article clips and it sounds like the Bengals were not are are not very high up there in a couple of categories the way they treat their families i saw Uh something about maybe rats in jacksonville um it was an article i saw so uh yeah there's some some bad stuff i I was going to ask you this I, it feels like this is the first time they've done something like this, where the NFLPA has, has graded out like this, maybe in such a public way, at least. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? Because I feel like this is really good, a chance for the players to have their voices heard in, in, in you know, be treated. I don't know. Sometimes I think fans forget that these guys are players and, you know, are people and have families and, and sure. you know, this is their home, you know, home city and this is their place of work i thought it was kind of cool to see these public rankings but i was curious your thoughts on on that no i think that it's it's a good thing you know especially if they're doing it in a uh you know in an an anonymous you know way that you there won't be any retaliation you know for Mm -hmm. you saying oh yeah this this stuff isn't really that good um and and what makes it even more interesting is that you got you're going to have people that, and I don't know how they did this. Cause I mean, if there's some guys who've only been in the league one or two years, all they know is Washington or all they know is their one organization. Um, and I could say that I think Cincinnati may have been a, a, a team that doesn't like to spend a frugal organization. I remember people talking about Arizona. I would like to think Arizona probably ranked pretty low uh, on their facility. Cause I remember going there and it was, a very small little locker room. And uh, there were rumblings that went around that they were like, Oh yeah, they're cheap here. You get like one pair of gloves and one pair of cleats for the year. And, you know, like things like that happen on some of these teams. And you can tell how some of these rankings directly fall into how, what, what the performance is on the field. Like, You, you don't have to go over the top and just, you know, massage players' feet and just do everything. But I've also seen some organizations where they appear to have a lot of good things going. I, I always thought the Browns had a really nice facility. They have one of the best, um, one of the best uh, 
groundskeepers, like their grass over there at the practice facility and on the at the stadium, immaculate. Like it's some top-notch grass. But then they don't have a great on-the-field product. So I mean, you know, you can't say, okay, well, if we have good grass, we're gonna have a good team, but you gotta take care of your people, you gotta take care of your players. And I mean, I've I've, I've said it before, I I applaud how Jerry Jones takes care of his people. He's one of the from the few organizations I've been with, he's there's people who have been there since I, my first time with the Desperados in 2007. And they're still with that organization in whatever capacity. And it's because a lot of ways Jerry takes care of his people. Yeah. And, and if you can take care of people that are, you know, behind the scenes, then you generally have a somewhat you know decent product. You're going to have some con- uh, consistency, and sure, everybody's like, "Oh, well, they haven't won a Super Bowl." Well, there's a lot of teams who haven't won any Super Bowls, um, and I and I could I would could argue that majority of the other teams in the NFL would would gladly be in the Cowboys' position where it is truly Super Bowl or bust, mm-hmm. rather than like, "Hey, man, let's see if we can make the playoffs. See if we can make a wild card." It, it thing things. This brings a lot of things to light. And I think that if you see the full rankings, you'll be able to say, yeah, I could see why this organization is here. I can see why this organization is doing that um, yeah. or having success or not having success, because this is it's very telling. Um, but a full, a full, a full list of these of these. The full list of these results would be very very telling very damning i think i don't think a lot of owners are too happy to to see that their teams are ranking this low yeah well yeah i I might go do a a deep dive and see if i can see some of those scores too because it is interesting because you think some teams have it figured out and they don't necessarily treat everybody the right way so you know it is interesting to see i'm glad they did it uh one thing i hope that the the commanders aren't too cash strapped when it comes to paying guys that need to be paid and so we know last week or maybe earlier this week, it all runs together. Deron Payne was officially uh, franchise tagged mm-hmm. by the commanders. Seems like it was a little bit early. I think they still have a, a couple of weeks till they actually have to do it, maybe next week or something like that. Um, what are your initial thoughts on Deron Payne being franchise tagged, and um, where do we go from here with big number 94? Well, I think that it was – well, number one, he was the first person – that was franchise tag. Like they went out and they already had that card up at the table saying, you were going to give him the franchise tag. Let's do it right now. And to me, it lets me know that they want him in the building. They want to get him in the building. They want to secure him right now. I mean, it's the thing is like 18 million and some change is the tag price. So number one, that ain't a bad payday. Uh, But two, he's bound to get a deal. He's going to get himself a long-term deal. There is uh, compensation because I think they've mentioned that he could, you know, work out a trade to another team, but they're going to get compensated. I think like two first round picks. So either way, there's going to be some assets. Either it's going to be a hell of a player in Deron Payne, or there's going to be some good draft picks that they're going to be able to get uh, if his services happen to leave Washington. So I think it's huge that they did this. They had to get a franchise tag on him. Ideally, they can get him uh, under contract long term. And, and have him stay in the burgundy and gold for a while because he's a dominant player. Yeah, and he and, and I think he's on the upswing. I think he's going to continue to dominate for a few more years and really be able to be a huge part of that defense. 
Yeah. So that I just looked and I'm getting way ahead of myself. It was not a week ago. This week has just been very long. It was only a couple <laughs> days ago that they franchise tag him, which is still plenty of time before the deadline. Like you mentioned, he's the first one. The deadline is March 7th. So that's uh, the beginning of next week. So yeah, I agree with you. I think they do want him in the building. The thing that gives me pause, though, is the last couple of franchise tags handed out by this team, or I guess not technically the commanders, but by the Washington franchise were to Kirk Cousins twice and to Brandon Sheriff. I don't know if they did that once or twice with him, but either way, yeah. they did not get the the long-term deal done with both of those guys. So that guys, so that's what gives me this like brief pause like I, I know I think they do want him in the building I think they want him long term but I wonder if they kind of know the writing is on the wall and that's why they went ahead and franchise tagged him now Ron Rivera said like you know they want to get a long-term deal done they're saying all the right things but just the uneasiness of the the past is kind of the thing that's getting at me and I, I want to see him long term I think that that's the best option is signing mm -hmm. him long term and having him right next to John Allen and having a dominant defensive line for years to come but I just wonder if that's really going to happen. I, and I'm trying not to like let the ghost of the past get to me, but it's not been that long since the, these other guys have been franchise tagged. Yeah, I understand that. Um, I, I completely get you. And, and, and you think about these ratings and you're right. like, damn, that, you know, could have been a reason why they wanted to get up out of there, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, but I, I could say where the team is now and I'm call me a homer, call me being just overly positive. I'm an optimistic guy, but I think I, I just feel like there's a lot of good vibes going on with this team and they're moving in the right direction. You know, Ron Rivera and Eric B there's a lot of good things going on where I feel like Durant, I feel he might've said that he, you know, wants to be in Washington he wants to be up there. He, he you know, he wants to stick this thing out. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of money out there that would be thrown at him, too. So I think that them putting that franchise tag on there uh, will definitely make sure that they have an offer on the table and anything else is going to just have to be totally out, of, you know, just totally absor exorbitant, just a huge offer that that he could, you know, warn. I, I bet he could get 20 mil a year yeah. uh, the way that he was playing, you know, and, and he probably won a contract that's going to be like 21, 22 mil a year, you know, and. That puts him up there with Aaron Donald. Like, if you're going to be getting paid like that, you got to dominate like that. And frankly, he did last yeah. year. So, well, it, it, it kind of goes back to around this time last year when we were like, okay, sign Terry. Why is it taking so long? We were probably a little impatient, but this is a guy that has played really well. He's a homegrown talent that you drafted that has uh, really improved, it seems like, year in and year out. And to me, it would send a great message to that camaraderie and to the rest of the team that we're going to sign. If you're having a big day, you know, a big year, um, you've earned this. We're, we're going to sign you. I think it just would go a long way for that, too, and continue to make this a better destination for players to want to come to. Yeah. And 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 speaking of money, they, they, they kind of cut some not dead weight. I don't want to say that about a player, but they cut a couple of guys to hopefully free up some cash in Carson Wentz yes. and Bobby McCain. I got to think that that's some of the money that they might be talking to Deron Payne with there. Oh, 100%. I mean, you let go of Carson Wentz, and there's a $28 million cap number that, that gets freed up. And Bobby McCain, I think he had like four, four and a half million uh, on the cap as well. So that's instantaneous bread that you can spend. And if it's not on Deron Payne, it's on other, you know, 
free agent picks. You know, you start yeah. to look at, uh, you know, maybe Mike McGlinchey out there and, and from San Francisco, you know, finding some people to put up there on that offensive line. Uh, and if you can keep Deron Payne on a franchise tag or a long-term deal, um, and then you get some uh, some key pieces on that offensive line, you really start to have something moving in the right direction, you know? So those are necessary cuts. I, I'll say this, Carson Wentz was a necessary cut. The Bobby McCain, I think that kind of caught a lot of people off guard. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't try to like get him back in the building, um, you know, down the line. Uh, but all in all, I mean, you got to look at the way that Derek Forrest played. You know, that Cam Curl Derek Forrest combination was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, makes me wonder if 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 you're going to see, you know, one you got to expect is you know is, is Benjamin St. Juice going to come back? How is he going to come back? Is he going to still be that corner too? Um, are they looking at corner at 16? There's a few guys that are kind of, you know, names pop up. Joy Porter Jr., Christian Gonzalez, you know, a few few names that pop up at 16 that could potentially slide in and maybe they can work in the nickel and kind of have that same effect that Bobby McCain had, but at a cheaper price. So um, I think you're starting to see some positioning. Uh, kind of sucks to see McCain gone. Never will see anybody yeah. lose their job, but the Carson Wentz one was necessary. And I think it, I think that it it's, it gives me relief because you don't have to worry about it being a a, a big name off season veteran quarterback that you're trying to hang your hat on because that hasn't worked in no. many many moons and many years uh, in Washington. So I think this is the, it's the right way to go. Put a commitment to build up a team uh, around Sam Howe or whoever else ends up being that quarterback because he's. He's technically quarterback one, but they didn't say he's right. the starter. So, and I'm like, that's fine. It's semantics, no big deal. Yeah. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna put up the the combine week in Indy because we've heard from Ron Rivera, and he mentioned that that he hasn't necessarily been named the starter, but he is quarterback one. Um, we, we we've heard you know some some names for the Commanders thrown around, so it feels like a lot is going on in Indianapolis. Uh, all the more reason to to talk more about the team on the field as opposed to the ownership stuff going on, but. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm excited. It's it's hard not to, like you said, to see these moves and kind of think that they're moves setting up for the for the future. I'm with you. When I saw McCain was released, I was like, oh, that's got to be a guarantee that they're going cornerback, defensive back at 16. Um, so, I, you know, yeah, I, I'm kind of keeping track of even these little moves. I saw Rashad Wild Goose is coming back. They liked his death. A couple of linebackers and Gary and Mayo are coming back. A little underwhelming, but but depth guys. And so yeah. I, I think they like some of the pieces that they have in there. Even Percy Butler kind of late in the season on special teams. And I think he got in in a couple situations. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they replace uh, Bobby McCain. But you got to think that they're, they're wanting to improve one way or another, whether that be in free agency or the draft. So talking about the draft, we're, it's March 2nd. We're still, I think, over almost two months away. I think it's the end of April is the NFL draft. Uh, we're seeing mock drafts come out. If you had to put a bet down at betonline.ag, whether the commanders are going offense or defense, we'll start there. If they go, would you say that they go offense at pick 16 or defense at pick 16? And you can't say best available. I'm going to throw that caveat in yes. there. If you're yeah, listening, yeah, if you're listening and you're like, well, best available, we got to go. Best. You can't pick best available. Nope. I say you got to go. I want to say offense. Okay. I want to say offense and, and, and more specifically offensive line, offensive line. And, and, you know, we got to check in with our guy, Joe DeLeon. You can check him out on some other believe uh, shows as well. Uh, He covers the draft for us uh, over here at the believe network, but 
I feel like offensive line has to be in play. Um, you mentioned the, the young fella out of TCU. I want to say his name is Steve Avila. He may be there, mm-hmm. uh, but then he also may be in the second round. And, if, you know, uh, I could see an argument for both. Yeah. And then if you don't, but if you don't know what happens in free agency, because like I play a little Madden and you'll spend the whole year scouting and you're like, okay, we're going to scout all on this one position. And then the free agency hits and then you get a big catch in that same right. position you scouted. Now you're like, well, I don't need to draft there. I can yeah. draft elsewhere. So I would say right now, without knowing what happens in the free agency, I think they got to look at the, uh, an offensive lineman, some way to start to quickly build that up because I think the defense is – Defense is pretty good as is. It can. There's definitely a couple of spots to improve, but uh, more immediate impact, I would say, offense. I like it, and that's what I feel like most of the mock drafts I've seen have, have been an offensive lineman. Um, I did hear that the uh, commanders are meeting with Osiris Torrance, the guard out of Florida. Um, so that would be interesting if they went guard there. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think you could go wrong with an offensive lineman. I am going to lean defense and specifically defensive back. I think that you mentioned a couple of names in Joey Porter Jr., Christian Gonzalez, Devin Witherspoon. There just sound like there's some names out there that could be real difference makers. And I, I don't yeah. know that it's directly related to Bobby McCain, but I think that I think if you look across the league, we saw Sauce Gardner come in and immediately have an impact as a rookie. We've seen Patrick Sertan uh, Jr. do that. We've seen a couple of other young defensive backs uh, step in and do that. And I think it, I think Washington couldn't it couldn't hurt to do that to add it into a, an already impressive young secondary to get another playmaker back there uh, to go with uh, Fuller and uh, Benjamin State Juice as you mentioned. Um, so I'm going to lean right now on March second uh, with a defensive back. Well, I'm sorry, defense and specifically a defensive back is what I'm thinking. But you know yeah. these things always change. And you're right, free agency totally shifts this. If they go out yeah. and sign two defensive backs or they go out and sign two offensive linemen, my, my thoughts yeah. are going to flip the other way. Yeah. Now I, I, when I think about it, your thinking makes a lot of sense uh, just based on the division and the way that the league is going. Like this is a pass happy league and you know, the, things work their way up from the ranks from like the college up into the league. So you try to see some more college concepts and, you know, the 50, 50 balls. And I mean, you look at, had Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown out there that you got to go and match up with Zach Pascal inside, somebody that maybe can match up with a tight end. Um, in Dallas, you're looking at Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb. Uh, the Giants, they kind of fit whoever is able to create separation. They don't necessarily have a big name, but they may be in the mix for like a DeAndre Hopkins or something like that. Uh, so I could definitely see defensive back. I really could. Um, I think I just feel like offensive line is probably an easier transition. Um, yeah. probably a more glaring need, but with this extra cash laying around, maybe it is to say, Hey, you know what? Let's go all out for offensive line uh, in free agency because you're going to get somebody who's been in the league and they have some, they have, uh, you know, a resume on them and they've played in this league and they get that. And then on the, on the other side, you can get a scrappy defensive back and you might, might find somebody who can make some plays and, and help you out. So I ain't mad at that. I'm not going to flip my vote though. All right. I'm going to right. stay on my side, but I, but I'm going to give you a little, a little hat tip. I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say that that's not a bad idea. Well, well, depending on what mock draft you look, you could be completely right compared to some of these experts and you could be completely wrong depending on the other ones you read. So it'll be interesting to see. I think that, the, that a lot goes into it. Um, I, I'm sure Eric Bieniemy and Jack Del Rio are probably in Ron's ear and Martin Mayhew's ear kind of trying to, 
to to lobby for one way or the or the other. So sure. it'll be interesting to see how all this goes down. I always like the combine week. I always feel like it's fun to see these guys put on some um, some performances, and I feel like some guys kind of rise because of that. So that'll be interesting to see in Indy. One other notes we we, we mentioned Eric Bieniemy. Sounds like he's kind of rounding out his staff. The biggest name that was added to that was Tavita Pritchard hired mm-hmm. as quarterback coach out of Stanford. Um, that guy's been at Stanford for, I think, pretty much ever, uh, yeah. looking at his his track, track record. But it seems like there's some sort of relationship there between him and Eric Bieniemy. but yeah. a young name coming in to coach the quarterbacks. I, I like the move. I like it too. And I, and I remember seeing his name you know, bounce around. And, and frankly, when we were talking about offensive coordinators, what did we say, like David Shaw, uh, you know, Pep Hamilton, those guys that have been out there and they've worked and had success with quarterbacks. So if you look at the past quarterbacks that have come out of Stanford, obviously the biggest name is, is Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't I don't necessarily think Tavita was out there with Andrew Luck. Well, I, I, I looked at you. Funny you mentioned that I pulled up his Wikipedia page and he was actually replaced by redshirt freshman Andrew Luck in the 2009 season. So they barely oh. overlapped there. OK. Um, so at the very end of his career came in Andrew Luck. Uh, it's funny okay. that you mentioned that because I was I was thinking the same thing. I just happened to see that on his uh, Wikipedia page. Okay, well, good. So he he's worked with guys like uh, like a David Davis Mills. He's worked with yeah. um, Stanford has smart quarterbacks, guys that can make plays. They're good football players, and and frankly, he's played the position. He's coached it. He's in Stanford, so he's a smart kid, smart guy. You got to think that that's a that's probably a perfect, perfect person to sit in there and work with a young Sam Howell. Um, I think yeah. that that's great. And I'm steadily banging the table for them to bring Taylor Heineke back. And because yeah. I think Taylor Heineke would just be the perfect, the perfect veteran mentor. And then you already see that the guy can step in and start for you if you need to. But I think he'd be the perfect veteran mentor for Sam Howell, obviously assuming, you know, Sam Howell ends up being the starter. But I think that that that's a good supportive room that I I think makes a lot of sense. So good first hire. Yeah. Good job. It's a great point because, you know, we've seen that before with young quarterbacks. Yeah. We've seen that before with young quarterbacks wanting to kind of keep it, uh, you know, continuous keep continuity. I mean, Dak Prescott, when he first took over, I think he, 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 he banged the table for um, Kellen Moore to be his offensive coordinator. Cause it was, mm-hmm. he was his backup, you know, he got to know him, that kind of thing. So that makes a lot of sense. And I think it's a reason why Eric Bieniemy and Ron Rivera kept Ken Zampezi on as an offensive analyst assistant, want something, I don't know his exact title, but I agree with you putting guys that, that Sam Howell knows around him, bringing back Taylor Heineke makes a whole lot of sense guys that have played the position coach the position um it, it makes a whole it 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 just kind of you want to make it as easy as possible for a guy that's only thrown 19 passes so i really yes, like to hear indeed. that it's like what do they say about kids it takes a village right, right? it takes yeah. a village and it's the same thing over there like i'm uh, sorry to cut you off but it's if you look at when you have a younger quarterback you need to get some younger minds and younger people to communicate with them yeah Right. Because that's a deep relationship. You don't necessarily have this old head that that's I've been doing this for 40 years. And the kid's like, I'm 22. Like, I don't you know, even coaching much longer. Than I've been alive. Right. So get somebody that's that's been in respectable positions close to the age. They can actually communicate with them. I like it. I really do. Yeah. So I, I like the sound of that. Maybe Tavita Pritchard and Eric Bieniemy convince Ron Rivera to go offense. We'll see yeah. how it all unfolds. The way the way this team goes, we'll we'll 
post this episode and some big piece of news will come out um, and we'll have to do another one tomorrow. But we appreciate you you sticking along with us and always tuning in at all the different places that you can find us. Tune in radio, Sirius XM, Stadium. Uh, you can find a, b- a bunch of Believe shows on Stadium, some of our guys hosting as well, and all your favorite uh, streaming platforms. So we appreciate you sticking along the ride and it's going to continue until, uh, you know, the season starts and then beyond. So uh, we appreciate it. Yes, indeed. And once again, go over there to bet online that AG. I'm looking at it right now. The odds to win the NFC championship for the commanders are plus twenty five hundred. That's not the worst. No, that's better than the other rankings that they have. They are tied with Carolina, Seattle. Uh, Chicago has a better odds. Uh, has better odds than the, the commanders do, which is weird. The two teams that are below, three teams, the Buccaneers, uh, the Falcons, and the Arizona Cardinals are plus 7,500. Holy wow. smokes. So I'll say you're better off to make a bet on bet online on who's going to win the Super Bowl or win the NFC Championship than going out and getting a tattoo. So yeah. do that instead. Go ahead and make that bet on bet online. Use our code BLEAV. Get that 50% welcome bonus added to it and stick with us team because we will be back with more hopefully this offseason we want to catch up with some i don't know hey tavita if you're listening we'd love to welcome you yeah. to the show coach b enemy you're welcome to come on the show anytime uh coach rivera hey come kick it with us jason Wright, anybody all y'all up there come hang out with us we'd love to have you on the show appreciate y'all for listening we'll see you on the next one be good Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.